Kitty White. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike America, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Fellas, we had a great weekend last weekend. We're 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 back in the black. That's that's all I gotta say. I mean, there's one team who's not back in black, and I know that's their theme song because they stink. Uh, but we'll get to them in a minute. With us, as always, from Naper Thrill, Illinois, Davey Fastballs. Fastballs, how we doing? What's going on? You ready for this weekend, bud? Yeah, we're starting to count down now. I got two more days left to work. It's nothing. I little can do da- that. A little, little daily rip? A little, a little quick upper downer. How are you? I haven't golfed in like two months. So you oh, you're going to suck so bad. Oh, I'm, my not God, giving you any, I'm not giving you any strokes. Push it forward. It's not going to be good. Uh, hey, but before we talk about the little surprise I sent the other night, uh, with us, Champaign, Illinois, Blaze, Ference, uh, Boys, Illinois, get ready for a big game this weekend. Yeah, it's a family business and an honor of me picking the wrong Iowa, Ohio State total. I thought I'd join Mike's. I thought I'd join the same hole as Mike and join the Ferenc family for this week on the pod. My picks have been pretty bad, what I've been posting, though. So I got to get some winners for our listeners. Yeah. I, look, boys, I, could, I wish I could say I was in the same boat as you. I was cashing big tickets last weekend. Had that little Penn State TCU parlay. Big time on Alabama first half. That was a no doubt last weekend. Green Bay absolutely screwed me though. I Wait, so that. this hub and spoke model is it? Is it reversed right now? Is it? Is it coming the other way? It's coming the other way. Oh baby. my gosh! So uh, when's the last? When's the, when's the last time this got this uh, hub and spoke model's been turned around? Uh, PGA Championship. That was when uh, Cam Smith. <laughs> Dave, I was in Houston. That was my first week in Houston. That was my first week in Houston. So it's been a minute. I didn't. I didn't gamble all summer. You, you, you jerk. Oh, that's what they call sanding money to Grand Rapids, not gambling. I didn't gamble all summer until football started. (laughs) Guys, he's laughing over there, (laughs) Naperville, Illinois. Hold on. So for the listeners, we got this little contest, right? I haven't won since the championship. Like that was in May. <laughs> I I understand. I didn't gamble from June to August. Okay, sure. Uh, that's a lot of two teamers to lose. All right, oh, I'm okay now. That's good. Good for you. That that was good. I um, wasn't uh, TCU down by ten at half, and they turned it around. They too? were they were down twenty eight to ten and came back. Wow, good for you, Mike. Yeah, you were big. We needed that. We needed that. Well, didn't um, uh, didn't Martinez get hurt? Martinez did get hurt. That that did that did help us. That did help us. Now, you know what else is going to help my gambling is the fact that I might win the competition between fastballs and, and myself. Now we'll see. In what we'll fucking see world? Come, we'll see. Come weigh-ins on Saturday, but uh, boys, I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard, but what fucking a, world are you living in? There was a special Uber Eats delivery that made its way over to the McAvoy household the other day. Four pints of ice cream and three uh, bags of Skittles. Compliments of yours, truly. uh, It was quite the move by you to do this. He asked me for my address. He said he was going to send me some of the merch. So I sent it to him, and I was like, no, just give it to me on Saturday. Don't send it. And then Rachel starts acting weird, and she's like, I got to go to the front door. And I'm like, why? And she's like, I can't tell you why. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then, uh, like, I don't think anything of it, and I go to take the dogs out, like, 10 minutes later, and there's just a big bag of, like, candy and sweets from 
Merrick that he sent that got delivered by 7-Eleven. Merrick gets this for his house all the time. I'm not used to these types of delivery services. Wait, because Illinois beat Iowa? No, no because I'm because we're trying to lose weight. And we're having oh, I was going to say, how does this help your steps game? I, I, is this counterproductive? But okay, I get it. No, nah, I mean, the ice cream won't be touched. I have had the Skittles, but those the entire pack is only 250 calories. I've had that throughout the week. It's delicious. Dave, I'm going to tell you right now, you got a Peloton right behind you. There's no excuse not to do a 20-minute 20, 20 bike ride every day. Thank you, Blaze. Thank you. Hey, I'm giving you the hard facts. Merrick's being nice to you by giving you food. I don't know what you want me to say. I'm going to well, be Merrick. I, it's not a big deal. I remember that you don't like chocolate, so I had to pick out all the fruity little flavors. They didn't have any rainbow sh- sorbet like you like. Come on. I know you, Tubbs. I'm a man of exquisite taste. What can I say? <laughs> so so what is this week? What's going to happen this weekend? Are you guys going to guilt trip each other into drinking another Miller High Light? And- no, no, we're, no, we're no, waiting no. first thing Saturday morning so we can just get ripped. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Get real. So- so we're going we're going right over to the lifetime right from right from uh hey, I've been there. I've shaved my head there. Yeah, we're get, we're, we're going to get a sauna in. We're we're going to get a weigh in and we'll be good to go. So I will say that, Dave Merrick is a sauna pro. I was in there for like 20 minutes and I was dying. Merrick's barely pulling up a sweat. He's a, he's a pro in this. So I don't know if that's like good a or bad. I was in there with Trent. That's all he does. He counts that as his workout. I was, hey, <laughs> hey, it's an executive workout. Mind your own business. Hey, I think I, I'm with Merrick. It's a great Sunday workout. It is. It's a great. It's a little schwitz. So uh, look, fellas, let's, let's cut to the chase. We got a big weekend of college football ahead of us. We got an even bigger weekend of the NFL. I don't even want to run a minute anymore on the prior weekend. Let's get right to the picks, right to the action. Fastballs. I'm going to start with you. What do you got circled on the card come uh, come Saturday? The scary thing is I hope you stay hot because you know I'm going to be betting on the same games as you this week. And I, I can know. tell you the first two plays on my card, you're going to fucking love them. Let's hear them. The easiest one on there, I'm going to take the Buckeyes 15 and a half. Oh, I don't know about that. I though. love them. Penn State stinks. Oh, it's a morning game too. I, I I do like the I do like the Buckeyes there. I don't I don't hate that. It's not on my card, not my pick. I don't hate that. I'll I'll probably ride with you on Saturday though. Blaze yeah. is probably going to hate all my picks for college because I'm taking all road teams. I realize as they start to road, uh, started to write down their their who they're playing. The other one that I thought you would love is uh, Oklahoma minus one and a half. Okay, I'm all over that one. I'm all over that. And so Adrian Iowa Martinez State. is out again this week. I take it. For Kansas or no, State. no, mind. That's Iowa State. I'm sorry. Yeah, Iowa State just isn't very good. I don't think that's my that's my whole take on this. I I I think Iowa State's terrible. Now again, they beat Iowa, so that's I know it's not saying much, but I love I I I love that play. I I they burned me the last two times. I bet them. I don't know. Um, is Martinez? You boys, you mentioned Martinez. Is he playing in this Oklahoma State game? They're at home against Oklahoma State. They're actually one-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know how you don't bet Oklahoma State after watching them the last couple weeks. So that's a thing, too. Like, I, I'm not sure what the deal is. I just looked it up. I don't – I see Mar- – we're recording this on a Wednesday night, so Adrian Martinez is questionable, I see. But I think with Iowa State, what you've seen, and I think the stat is I might be a couple games off, but I think Matt Campbell is literally 5-15 and 15 as a three-point favorite to a three-point dog against a spread. And I think Mike Gundy is something like 20 and four against the spread when he's a three point dog to three point favorite. So if you're playing the numbers and the current trends, really, I don't know how you can't say, okay, okay. State's the player. There's no bet right there. 
I I don't see how you don't. I I'm I'm all over that game too. Give me the whole state of Oklahoma. Fuck it, except for Tulsa. They're playing SMU. I do like the Mustangs. Go Mustangs. Tanner Mordecai. Um, I don't know how you could still possibly like SMU. Oh no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not bad. That was on. That's what I, that was I said, a pretty gross cover they had last week. I said, give me the whole the whole state of Oklahoma minus Tulsa. I, I had like Cincinnati. Oklahoma, that was Oklahoma a state. disgusting cover. Well, yeah, oh. once again, Hep had SMU and gets a lucky cover, and we roll Gross. over. Gross. Do, do, right. do either of you have this Michigan-Michigan State game on the card? It's 22.5 points in Ann Arbor. I know Michigan State has underperformed all year, but do you think that this Michigan team – Yeah, I, I know it's a big rivalry, right? Teams are going to get up for this, right? They may play at Michigan's level. Michigan may play down to, to Michigan State's level, even though they haven't really done that much of the year except for probably that first half against Penn State, and then they poured it on in the second. Like, what do you what do you make of this game? That's a no That's a no touch for me. I don't know what to make of the, this Michigan this Michigan team. I don't think they played a, really a decent team all year, and I think it goes back to Illinois. We won't know how good Michigan is, nor Illinois is, until they play each other in three weeks. I think 23 points is too much for a rivalry game. It's a pass for me. I mean, I think if Michigan's going to – get up they're gonna keep running the ball michigan state gives up like 150 yards a game on the ground uh i i don't know i'm gonna stay away from it but i agree with you guys i don't i don't think you want to be laying that many points in a rivalry game ever i agree i agree it's it's definitely a stay away game i had to call it out it, it kind of popped out on the card me 6 30 on abc uh look at six o'clock on espn saturday we do have kentucky number 19 traveling to knoxville Tennessee seven and zero, coming off a couple big wins uh, last week. UT Martin, we knew they were going to blow the doors off them. Uh, coming off that big Alabama win, they're twelve and a half point favorites against Kentucky. I don't know if Will Levis and crew can can handle that that Tennessee offense. Twelve and a half, though, is kind of a lot for this game. Gun in my head. Hope you're standing behind me. I, I think I'm I'm taking the Vols. What do you What do you guys think here? Yeah, Merrick, I'm in front of you watching you shoot yourself because I like Kentucky this game. I think this is the best defense Tennessee's going to play all play all year. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think Kentucky's going to try and do time of possession, run the ball, be very methodical downfield, and keep Tennessee off the side keep Tennessee on the sideline. And I think it's going to be a close game. I think Tennessee is kind of due for a little stinker. They're playing Georgia next week. That's going to be the biggest game they've probably played in their lifetimes in probably 20 years since 1998 when they won it all. I think ten- Tennessee might be looking ahead to Georgia next week. Uh, give me Kentucky. Huge look ahead spot here. Huge look ahead spot yeah. here. I don't I don't think I would bet on either side in this game. I will say in the pool and I'm taking Kentucky, but that's the only side there is for me. I think if I also would too, I would bet the under on this, but 61 points still seems too low for a Tennessee team that's been putting up 40 points every week. The best thing Tennessee had, though, was being able to have that Tennessee Martin spot right after that huge emotional high of beating Alabama at home. Well, that's that's the SEC for you. It's a uh, it's a mentally soft league, and whenever they play a tough game, and they schedule a late one double A team late in the season, they're not going to be able to do that in two to three years. What do you guys think? Kind of going out west, uh, Pac twelve after dark. Actually, this one's six o'clock. We're going to get an early game here. Uh, you think USC bounces back? They're back on the road. They're at Arizona. Obviously, last week they fell 
uh, on the road at Oregon. They're 15 and a half point favorites going to Arizona. The Wildcats have looked mediocre at best all year. Again, a couple couple garbage wins early. Um, nothing really materializing there. Um, you think they bounce back? Yeah, I think this – if I had to play a set on this, I'd bet the over. I think Lincoln Riley and USC is going to want to put up at least 70 to 80 points to kind of stay in that national conversation. And, man, I'll say Pac-12 is kind of just like the Big 12 this year. No one is playing defense in the flyover states and where the West Coast liberals play. Um, but, yeah, I think USC is going to come to play. And if I had to take a side on this, I'd take the over. I think it's like 72 right now. I think USC might get that by themselves. Interesting. Dave, any take on this one? No, nah, I just stay away. 76 and a half is what I see the total. I'd at. still that's take the over. I can see insane. USC putting 60, on this, <clears throat> putting 60 on this Arizona team that's been giving up a ton of points to good offenses like Washington and Oregon this year thus far. Yeah, boys, I, I do agree with you. I, I have I have USC on my card for this weekend. I I don't I don't think lightning strikes twice. I think they, they again got their got their uh, hand slapped last weekend and kind of are, are going to get back to reality here and I think they're going to go put up a lot of points. The last game and then I'll kind of let you guys go off on any others that you have. Um this one is a, a similar situation. This team also lost last week on the road at LSU. Ole Miss is on the road at Texas A&M. Friend of the program bet here. Uh, by the way, friend of the program bets went 0-2 last week. Um, He's Miss. on probation. Put him on probation, Mike. And and Washington. Washington didn't cover by uh, – they were 7.5 at Cal. Uh, they won by 7, so we lost in the hook there. Um, but I will say I do like Ole Miss bouncing back as well. I think Lane uh, – I mean, I'm, I'm riding that rain, Lane train, baby. And I think they're coming back. They're minus one and a half. A&M has been dog shit in my mind all year. They should be two and five, not three and four. Um, I know they had that uh, that bullshit win over Arkansas here in Dallas. So look again. I, I I think I think the Rebs bounce back here easily. I think they're uh, 14, 17 point victory in College Station. Um, and God, I hope those culty fans go walking back home after that. So. Um, Plays. What else? Uh, anything? Anything else you got on the card? For the yeah, weekend? I got a couple. I got a couple plays and an interesting one that I don't even know I can pull the trigger on. But kind of back to this Ole Miss and Texas A and M game. This is kind of like a railroad car accident waiting to happen down in College Station, and it's like you want to look away, but you can't because you think Texas A and M is going to figure it out, and then they kind of just self combust again. And you think if Texas A and M loses this game. I just don't know. Like Jimbo Fisher might be the head coach just in title and they'll keep them there and they won't listen to him. And they just might have a completely different staff that's calling plays next year. Cause I think it's DEFCON level one in college station right now. And I think they have to win this game. If Jimbo Fisher wants any credibility going into the off season and to justify him calling plays next year with an offense, that's absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I don't, I'm with you on that, that I think he's probably coaching for his job, but it's one of those weird spots because there's so much bad publicity. Like it, it's, it's basically, what do you believe? Do you think that that locker room is just going to completely crumble and they're not going to give a shit? And if that's the case, then Ole Miss, if I'm going to bet a side here, I'm probably going to bet an Ole Miss alternate line. Cause if Texas comes, Texas A&M comes out and is just 
doesn't want to be there and half the players are pissed off and don't want anything to do with the game. Give me Ole Miss minus like 10 or minus two touchdowns. Who gives a shit? Let's take a flyer like that. I actually like that play. That's a good idea. Because I don't see it being a close game. Like Obviously, I'm wrong all the time, but I, either it's Texas A&M comes out and wants to play there and they rally around this and they come out and they, they probably win outright, or Ole Miss comes out and is – uh, wants to bounce back from a loss last week. Texas A&M doesn't want to be there, and Ole Miss beats them by blows the doors off of them. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Merrick, back to your question. I think this one, and I think this line is just it reeks, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. TCU is going to West Virginia, and it's only seven and a half points at eleven a.m. And like, I can't, it's, I, I, it's going to be forty-five degrees, a little chilly early kickoff. But Neil Brown's squad in West Virginia has been one of the biggest disappointments in the country this year, in my opinion. And I just don't know what to think of that game. I'll probably put TC, I'll probably put West Virginia in my pool, but man, I can't bet that seven and a half number. I do kind of like the over, the under, excuse me, just because of contrarian me. I just see I just can't see these TCU overs keep on hitting week in and week out so easily. Something's gotta give, and I feel like 70 and 69 points is too high. I just I yeah, I don't understand this line it's 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 one of those too good to be true lines in my mind it's it's honestly just too good to be true i don't even like i i saw it i circled it i erased it i wrote it down again in sharpie i took the sharpie scribbled it out i just i don't know what to think about it you're gonna be on tcu you love tcu i know i'm gonna be on tcu drama come on we all know that i don't like tcu as much as you do i'm not as high on them but I haven't bet him as often. Yeah, I would and, lean West Virginia getting seven and a half here. Early morning kick. It's I mean, just a, it's a it's can, a real easy shit spot for TCU. TCU is kind of controlling their own destiny here. They have uh, their hardest game is going to be at Texas in two weeks. Then they're at you know an underperforming Baylor team this year, and then they wrap up with Iowa State at home. I like this game way too much. You're right, Dave. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be all over it on Saturday. Come on, let's just be let's just be honest with ourselves. We'll be on the course, so at least you don't have to watch it. That's true. I'll be taking your money there. <laughs> Good luck, Merrick. I got a question. When is this pod going to be posted? Tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, these are actually two plays. One more, two plays that I actually like the most. They're going to be on my card, um, in the pool and also, um, in the in the um gambling apps. I like NC State minus thirteen and a half tomorrow. They play at six thirty-five. Virginia Tech is one of the worst Power 5 football teams in the country this year. I think they have two wins, and one of them is against a 1AA team, Wofford, and Boston College, two horrible teams. NC State's kind of due for a blowout after two tough losses to Syracuse and Clemson. I think they come out ready to go. I can't see Virginia Tech scoring more than 10 points. So what essentially that means is if NC State gets to 24, which I think they can, I think it's an easy cover. And then the next one is this. I'm, I think we're getting value on this. This line opened at Utah minus eight and a half. It's down to seven. I like Utah minus seven. I think Washington State's season's kind of it's kind of finished after they lost that Oregon game. And I feel they're going to have a hard time to get up. Utah's kind of revived through this game. And the thing is with the Pac-12 Conference Championship, it's no longer divisions now. So Utah's still in it. That USC game winning for them was huge because they still have a shot. I think Utah had a huge win off the USC game. They got a bye last week, 10 days to recover and go travel up to um, Pullman, Washington. Give me Utah minus seven. I don't think that's even close. And look at me picking two favorites, 
two favorites. What What is going on right now? I like both those teams are going to be on my card tomorrow. So if Merrick gets these cards posted, hopefully you'll have some money in your pocketbook before uh, you start betting all the games on Saturday. David. Davey Fastballs, any any final thoughts on Saturday before we get over to Sunday? Don't mind that Utah pick. Hate that NC State pick. I'm staying away from them. I think that they're toast. Uh, my only other picks are going to be a little bit lower down the card like usual. Uh, I've got – I'm taking Cincinnati against uh, UCF. The only reason I'm taking them is because, as you know, I've got them to win the AAC. Um, I think they're the best team in the American Conference, so I'm going to take them right here against UCF, even though they burned me last week. The only other game that I'm going to even mention is – uh, Charlotte is catching 16 and a half at Rice. Uh, Chris Reynolds had a bit of a down week last week. I don't think he repeats that performance. Charlotte I just, just think it's fired their coach too. I, I don't think that matters. As long as their quarterback plays, just got to keep an eye on that. That He's the, the straw that stirs the drink there. Yeah, Rice plays a pretty slow, methodical game. It's kind of crazy to see them up three scores, but I know Charlotte's been one of the more disappointing group of five teams um, this year. Yeah, they, they were really bad early in the year. But, again, that was when their quarterback was hurt, Chris Reynolds. They were they were one of the worst teams in all of college football earlier in the year. But yeah, one more plug, too, is um, I did bet those unders in the Big 12, and I kind of got some bad numbers late. I went 1-2-1, one, and, one, and I kind of want to do that again this week with these with these Big 12 teams because I just think the scoring is unsustainable. And, two, that kind of really stick out to me that I want, would take the over on would be – the unders, excuse me, would be West Virginia and TCU. I take the under at 69. And then OK State and Kansas State, this number open at 58 and a half, and it's 56 right now. I think it's going to still be a low-scoring game, but hopefully Mike Gundy's defense can show up for once because it's pretty depressing when you bet an under on that OK State and Texas game and the total almost hit at halftime, and it was 55. Yeah, it was a good game. It felt like Texas kind of blew it. Oh, they always do. Sarkeesian doesn't know what he's doing after halftime. It's like, yeah. This should actually be a fun game, 230 kick, OK State and K-State. Yeah, I'll be watching a line nine Nebraska, but um, yeah, what's your take on that? I don't like Illinois giving seven and a hook. Yeah, I'd, I'm staying away. I just hope we get out there, winning by a field goal, take it as a W. I think this is the hardest game we have on our schedule outside of Michigan, in my opinion. It's a tough place to play. Last time Illinois was there, they won, but it was during COVID when no one was in the stands. So um, I'd stay away. But if I had to take a side that game, I'd take Nebraska. I can't see them losing by more than a touchdown. I was gonna say your heart must be split and two ventricles on each on each side here. I mean, oh no, Merrick, it's already it's our it's already over. Like it's already a loss. The Nebraska win total. I got um a good I got a good amount of money from Jimmy John's. I'm over, so got some money still to play with. So everything's okay. I talked there to a go. guy that does that works for like our IT provider. Uh, that oh, lived yeah. in Lincoln yesterday, and uh, friend I of the program, friend of the program, friend of the program pick. Uh, no, I just <laughs> asked him. It was great because he was doing some shit to uh, on my computer, and I'm like, "Who are you a Huskers fan?" He's like, "Oh yeah," and I asked him just who he wants to be the next coach, and he talked to me for like the 15 minutes that he was doing shit on my computer. He talked to me about like all the different candidates. So who was this guy, Matt Rule? Uh, he he said that it would be that would be great. He actually said he wouldn't mind if like the current interim coach just gets the job. So he doesn't want Lance Leopold and he doesn't want Matt Campbell. So they want a guy that played at Nebraska essentially. Or but that was my question. I'm like, I'm like Scott Frost was supposed to be like the miracle hire, like he was the hotness in the streets. And this guy's like, I don't want a new hotness in the streets. I want like an old guy that knows what he's doing. I'm like, so that's you just w- so I'm I was saying I was like, how about you just go get Kirk Ferentz from Iowa? We just it's a win win. 
At least he didn't think they could get Bielema, so that's a good thing. Hey, don't talk about Danny like that. Yeah, I love this stat that I heard after uh, Illinois beat Iowa plays on the ride home. I was listening to a bunch of like Illinois shit and they said Illinois hasn't fired a head coach or uh, hasn't had a head coach leave for another job since 1991. They fired every single coach since then, meaning that no one has performed well enough that like another program has poached them. Wow. It's just it's oh, terrible. Merrick, Merrick, so I'm surprised Dave didn't bring this up last week. And I'm not afraid to make fun of myself, but, um, and we're not talking about 19 year old co-eds, which is a myth, first of all, which I'm going to always push back that narrative on, on this podcast. So after the Illinois, Iowa game, we were going to like this dive bar. It was a good place to go to. And I ate the biggest shit ever on this. And like, I thought I dislocated my elbow and like had bruises on both, both my knees. Cause like, remember because we wanted to catch the end of the Texas A&M Alabama game. And like I was gonna cry, but I didn't. But that hurt really bad. I thought you'd get a good kick I'm out of that. Fuck, this sounds, sounds like me every Monday morning. I'm like, I wanted to cry, but I didn't. It hurt real bad. Yeah, the things we do for an Illinois victory, and to make sure we cover a regular the, thing. Hey, at least we got to see the Texas A&M Alabama final too. Even though like the the TV <laughs> coverage was going in. And out. Oh man, what a that's place. a great bar that's a, though. It's that, a really cool bar. That's a great bar. Great dive bar. Okay, let's go to let's go to NFL. Um, Mikey hey, specialty. Hey, hey, can I can I give you can I give you one one thing that happened to me last Saturday that I knew it was going to be a good weekend? Yeah, let's hear it. I went to go put two units on Ole Miss last week, and I had already lost the Clemson game, right? So I opened up my account and I saw that I was even, and I was like, "How is that possible?" I accidentally bet LSU in that game, and that's when I knew things were going up, and they were up all weekend. We're going to be up this weekend too, not only Saturday, but on Sunday too. We're going to ease into things because yeah, guess we're who's going back? Here. Hey, our, fa- our favorite favorite is back, Eagles, at home against the Steelers, 10 in the hook. Steelers are a walking dumpster fire. I know they, they they did play the Dolphins tough. I do think the Dolphins kind of laid down after that after that second drive when they were up ten nothing. I don't know how you don't lay the ten and a half with the Eagles here. They did get Bobby Quinn from the Bears today. He's did, you guys, did you see the stats on him? He's got eight tackles and one sack this year. I mean, they can have him. They're just making a run at this thing. That's all. I like it. I don't hate that. Yeah, oh, I'm 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 betting the Bears getting ten. We're going to be at the game. Yeah, Merrick, I have no clue on this um, Pennsylvania game. Um, hopefully it's better than that United States Senate debate that I listened to last night. That was just kind of disgustingly screwed up. <laughs> who's, who's, who, who's who in that scenario, please? Um, the Steelers' offense is the United States Democrat Senate at Fetterman, and then the Eagles are um, Dr. Ross, kind of that picture-perfect TV guy with the experience but hasn't really been tested yet. I don't know what to make of this Eagles team because the Eagles, the NFC East schedule just as a whole has been so ridiculously easy and the Steelers have played some tough teams. Um, But I watched that Miami Pittsburgh game on Sunday night. I thought it was a really good game. Mike Tomlin gets his players to play no matter what. I really like Kenny Pickett too, but he's still a little too raw for me. And I think his offensive line is horrible. I'm going to stay away, but I hope I can watch this game on Sunday because I think it's one of the more interesting 12 p.m. games besides the New York Jets and Patriots. 
Yeah, you got a little bit of a uh, quarterback controversy or whatever the hell the media is going to make of it. I'm, I don't think we need to call it that. But, Blaze, what do you like in that Steelers-Patriots game that you bring it up? Oh, Jets-Patriots? Or, um, Jets-Patriots, excuse me. Zach Wilson is horrible. It's a fact. They're winning without him, not with him. Like, I don't think he has a touch. He has one touchdown pass in the four weeks he's played. He doesn't deserve any of the credit. Salah's done a great job on the defense. I doubted him with that. Quentin Williams is a stud. Sauce Gardner was the best pick of the NFL draft, hands down. He's Darrell Revis Jr. Might have to get um, his NFL jersey again, too. I can't believe the New York Jets are a two-and-a-half-point dog. This makes me want to stay away, but the Patriots got absolutely outcoached and out-QB'd Monday night. I don't know what to think of this game. Gun to my head, you're standing behind me. I have to take the Jets plus two and a half, but I don't know what to think of it. Homer pick. Homer, Homer pick. Homer. Well, speaking of Homer. I will say, talking about Homer, I like the Bears plus nine more than I like the Jets plus two and a half. Oh, I already said that. I'm taking that. Oh, we're also, I mean, since we'll be in, I'll be in Dallas, we got to go back old school. So uh, we're, we're going out, into shout out, loyal listener, shout out our loyal listener in uh, in the Great Lakes region that I'll, I mean, I'll be sending money out too, I'm sure. So it's good news for him. Uh I uh, I'm taking the Bears. We're going to be at the game. SRO PTP. What do you think of that stadium? What's it going to be? Thirty five percent Bears. You think there's a lot of there's a lot of Mike Merrick's there, and I think this is a good game to travel to. The Bears always travel well. It's a really good game to travel to. We go we go there all the time. I'm excited to see the stadium. I don't know how long we'll actually stay at the game, but if the Bears are playing well, why wouldn't we stay? Yeah, I think the thing is too. What's what's shocking to me is you know I'm a huge Justin Fields guy, and I've talked about it. It seems like it literally took them eight weeks to run plays that would benefit Justin Fields. Like they ran an offense similar to Lamar Jackson. It was finally beneficial, and the offense looks so much better. I'm I'm a hoper against hope that they did this on purpose, that like they were trying to get him to develop a little bit of reads in the pocket and deal with take, handling the pressure, and now they're finally like, all right, now we're going to show you the real plays, and we're going to let you run with it. Like I, I hope. I don't really know. That's probably giving them too much credit, but we'll see what happens. They've got – after the trade today, they've got like eight or nine, they got like nine draft picks next year. And then they've got like 125 some million dollars in free cap space. So the team's going to look completely different next year. They're, they're three and four in the NFL where no team seems like they're that good besides like the top three, four teams. And that's about it. The Packers looked like shit last week. Um, the rest of the division, the only other decent team is the Vikings. So why not? Why not the Bears? Why not have them make a little run, get a why little not? excited? Yeah, it is amazing to see how Detroit manages to lose games in different styles and different ways every year. And year Dude, out. they were – I was watching with Hep. We had the – we took the Lions plus six and a half. There's like seven minutes to go, and it's ten to six, and they fumble it at the fucking one. Like, it would have been a completely different game if they don't fumble it at the one against the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I know. no, I'm with you. I like the Bears this week too. I think it will be a close one. I had Cowboys second half. Man, Merrick, I'll look at you. Dude, Mikey listens to the the talking heads on the ride in. Come on, let's go, boys! Another one, another one that we're gonna put on the card for this weekend. And I can't believe I'm saying I'm gonna bet this game. Commanders Colts over thirty nine and, and a half. You believe in you believe in Sam Ellinger? I do. We're I, back. I'm looking at the spread for the first time. I can't believe the Colts are a three-point favorite with Sam Ellinger at quarterback, who hasn't even thrown a pass in a real NFL game in his whole career. I think that the commanders are that bad, though. And now, again, I don't like 
somehow they beat the Packers. Are the Packers that bad? Probably. That was the ugliest NFL game I've seen in a long time, and that was after watching the Bears and the Bears and Commanders last Thursday. Yeah, Heineke yeah. isn't bad. He likes to sling the ball. Yeah, he's not afraid to lose. I like that. I like exactly. that mentality. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be. It's probably gonna be a thirty-one twenty-four game. Wow, Merrick, you should bet the alternative line then if you like that. I see the over right now is only 39 and a half. Yeah. But, oh, all. yeah, we're going to be all over Did the Did you not just line. hear what I said? I said I like the over, 39 and the hook. I know, but you guessed 55 total points from saying. Oh, let's bet over 54. Come on. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. You yeah, I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if you'll get good value with those uh, black market books with those alternate lines. I will say, Merrick, we talked about this team last week, and I was wrong again, is the New York Giants, I just – I don't. I don't get I it. I don't understand it. It, I, it doesn't I don't make sense. Understand. They don't turn the ball over. They're in every game. They're traveling to the West Coast. Jeff Bezos, corporate headquarters, Seattle. Another surprising team with Geno Smith. I've got oh. it in my card. I'm taking the Seahawks minus three. All right, the Giants Dave, are us, due. Walk us through your thinking. The Giants are due to lose. You can't use my thinking. This is why no, not. I, That's, I was thought it would appeal to you. It is, but I feel like I did that with the Falcons finally, and it finally paid off, and then I lost some of it back because um, the Giants keep freaking covering. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't explain how like this run that the Giants are on. It's, it's actually probably the most, to me, probably the most surprising story, uh, other than the fact that the Buccaneers and the and the, the Packers suck this year. Um, I think I think this is right behind it. Um, I I don't think it personally. It's probably getting as much media's attention as it should. And again, Brady and and, and Rogers are taking care of that for us. Dave, I don't I don't hate the Seahawks though. I'm I'm with you. Um, Metcalf is a little banged up. I think he's questionable to play. Um, depending on how healthy he is, and you had Tyler Lockett too, uh, who who I think was coming off a quad injury. Uh, or groin injury, if I'm not mistaken, last week. And he ended up playing, didn't play great. He did obviously wasn't 100%, so they're a little banged up. But I still don't like teams traveling like that. I know they're probably going to get there a couple days early, get acclimated with the time change. Obviously, you, you could probably argue against that. The Giants had to travel all the way to uh, all the way to London to play play that game against the Packers, and they ended up winning that game too. I don't know. I think the Cinderella run has to end. That's kind of the, you know, my theory behind it. But Dave, I'm, I'm with you though. I'm with you on the Seahawks here. I'm also taking the Titans. Ain't broke. Don't fix it. Every time I bet on them, they've won. They won again last week. I like the I like the line here. They keep playing bad teams and they keep giving them. Dave, short they lines. were asking for the Colts to cover that game. They gave them every opportunity to. And I, think I that's know why the Colts are moving on. Colts are moving on from Matt Ryan. Like he had every How? opportunity to win that game. He's incompetent and he's washed up. He had a great career. But all I remember from him is him and Kyle Shanahan blowing that twenty-eight to three lead against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. How? How? How is this line only two and a half points? The Titans haven't looked good in any of their games. I know, but the fucking Texans are dog shit. Lovey gets those guys to play hard. I think it's tricky. Davis Mills does a really good job at throwing pick sixes. He did it last week. He did it against the Bears. Um, oh, you mean you mean the leaf eater himself? You see the neck on that guy? Hey, My he goodness. To, he went to Stanford. They, he's got a big brain to support with that neck. Yeah, um, he's fucking grabbing the leaves. My other thing is, too, is just with these just with these totals, Dave, is this the week where the overs finally hit? They went 7-7 seven and seven last week. Like, <clears> it's got to happen eventually. But scoring felt like it was kind of back to normal because you had a bunch of like high-scoring affairs. Some of the games are actually fun to Seahawks, watch. Seahawks, Chargers. Um, 
Oh, the other game that I'm going to bet is I'm going to take the Vikings minus three and a half against the Cardinals. I like the over in that game. I don't think the Cardinals are very good at all. I don't think they're that great either. Their defense isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, though. I thought it was going to be really bad early in the season. It's really not that bad. They're just a very middle-of-the-road team, but they could win the NFC West pretty damn easily. I know we've covered most of these games here on Sunday already, but these the two of the ones that are left that I'm still I'm scratching my head on on this first one. 49ers at the Rams. Obviously the the Niners picking up McCaffrey. They looked okay against the Chiefs. I again they didn't really play great in the second half. They looked okay in the first half. Minus one and a half on the road going to LA. I mean you got an LA team who's kind of underperforming. You're probably thinking Super Bowl hangover here. I I don't know. Like you think McVeigh and company pulls this one out or or you do you think we, we see some more life out of the 49ers? I just don't think Jimmy G is that good. Yeah, I, I think this is interesting. And I, I think this is also a weird scheduling quirk is these were supposed to like two of the NFC West favorites at the beginning of the year. And both their um they've played each other twice already, and it's only week week eight, which is kind of interesting in my opinion. Um Kyle Shanahan has always had the Rams number in the regular season. And I don't think that's gonna stop. I think the 49ers are gonna be able to run the ball. They did a couple stupid things against the Chiefs. They moved the ball downfield, but they couldn't score in the red zone. And I feel like if they turn those touchdowns into field goals, it's a completely different game. And I just feel like the Rams are still Super Bowl hungover. They kind of really don't care about this year because they finally got over the top. I'd take the 49ers minus one because this feels like a big game for them because um, they still want to win it all, and the Rams have kind of already conquered that. I kind of like this over, too, 42 and a half. I like the over there. I love the actually I love the over star of that one. We're taking all overs. Love it. I think we I should. Wait, what about I don't the, think the round robin thing makes any sense, by the way. I was doing more math on it and thinking more about it. I don't like it. What do we need to turn a profit to go like nine and three? I think you need to go like so I no, not quite that much. I think you definitely need to go eight and six, obviously. But you might even need to be better than that. Yeah, I think you probably need to go nine and five. It's not hard to do when you go eight and two on Saturday. Which, like, the whole point being, the whole point being, Blaze, like, you might as well just then instead put 50 bucks on each over and just see what happens. Yeah, I told you I did that for the afternoon games last week and went three and one. That was nice. I, I parlayed all four of the overs in the afternoon game, hoping that they all would hit and they went three and one. Yeah, you can let, you can thank Zach Wilson for scoring 16 points with excellent field position. He stinks. Yeah, it's all right. I love it. Oh, I know we're done with this, but like, um, no. hey. What about the Monday night game? You got the Battle of Ohio. Since that offense in Cincinnati last two weeks has looked pretty, pretty. Yeah, pretty Bengals bad. are back, baby. Joey B's back. I, he looks dialed. Like one 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 eight five five two eight five eight eight five five, right down the middle. I don't know that phone number or what it means, but um, it yeah, just means you're dialed Joe, right down the center. One eight hundred one eight hundred two two five five two eight eight. That's call att dial down the center. One eight seven seven cars for kids. No, <laughs> take good care. No, of I, yeah. Listen, I think it's good that Joey B's um playing for a prominent team again. I think the NFL is better for it, and I think it was really cool that. Um, how many yards did he have at halftime, David? It was like 380, something ridiculous. Something he insane. He didn't have the NFL record, but I bet he could have went for it if they were trying hard enough. They, they smoked him. 
Yeah, I think if you had to pick a side on this game, it's clearly the Bengals. The Browns are an absolute mess. Like, their season's over before Deshaun Watson even gets off the massage table. So, it is what it is. <laughs> is he back this week? Nah, no. he's not back for maybe two or three more weeks. Yeah, there's still some time. Game's at home. Game's at home. 30, uh, three and a half points. I'm with you, though. Gun to my head, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm probably not going to play this game unless I'm trying to dig out of a hole, which we're not doing, baby, because we're in the green. Are there any other NFL games you guys want to cover? I've got nothing. I do want to cover on one other sport before we go, though. Okay, but let's just stick with NFL first. How about, can you imagine being on an eight-hour flight and you're trying to sleep or watch TV and you have Russell Wilson doing, like, laps on the football, on the aisle between and stretching out between, like, how out of touch is this guy? He's so bad that it almost feels like an act. It really yeah. does. Yeah, he's nuts. This guy, I, he, I don't understand it. Like, he has to be unbearable. Like, can you imagine sharing an office pod or like having your office next to him? He's ha- it has to be unbearable. Yeah, it's I like mean, toxic positivity where it's like, dude, we're fucking two and five. You can't actually think like this positive. Like, let's be let's be realistic here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Merrick. Let's talk about the World Series. Astros, Phillies, for everyone's sake. And I know I'm not the first one to report this. I'm just I'm reporting news that I've heard that someone else has dug up. The last three times that the Phillies have won the World Series, there's been an economic downturn the next year. I'm sure, I'm sure that's going to be the impetus of this next downturn. Uh, yeah. Wait, Dave? when's the last time the Phillies won the World Series? Not the runaway inflation. There's black clouds circling the fucking economy right now. We don't need the Phillies to fucking crack the whip, and all of a sudden, everyone's fucked. Merrick, you know what you don't need is that railway strike to happen. Okay, I'm not even worried about the rail. I'm more worried about the Teamsters fucking striking in July, and, and the media's already start to pick that up. It's all right. Our girl Carol's going to take care of the Teamsters. We're going to be fine. We're going to battle through that. right? We're going to hold on the UPS stock price right now. Merrick, that sounds like a perfect storm with everything going on. I know, Blaze. That's why I'm not panicking. And that's why I need the Astros to win the World Wait, so Series. Wait, so when was the last time the Phillies won the World Series? 2007. What happened in 08? The housing bubble. <laughs> And then before that, 1933. And then before. <laughs> no, it was 08 was the last time they won. Okay. Same fucking year. It's still even valid for Merrick. Like that's, that's when, the, that's when it happened. 33. So it happened in 33. And then it also happened when they were actually formally known as the A's in like 1918. That was yeah. world. That was world war one aftermath. Yeah. 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 It's a real fucking thing. 1918, the federal government to the income tax for the first time. Coincidence? I think not. I think my boy John C. Maxwell actually wrote about these guys in his book, Outliers. If you read it, good one. Um, yeah, no, Merrick, I'm with you. I can't see the Astros losing four out of seven games. Their team is so good. Their, pit, their starting pitching, I think, will put some over the top, if anything. Their bullpen's unbelievable. Yeah, I think they got a perfect combination of young guys. The guy at shortstop, I can't remember. And you got veterans that have won a world series before and have been there like Verlander, the catcher, the first baseman Phillies miracle run ends. I think it's really cool. I'm happy for Schwarber. He's having a great year, especially in a contract year. Um, Phillies are a great story. I haven't watched a lot of baseball, but 
I'll probably start watching this. I also feel like it's a missed opportunity that the World Series kind of didn't start earlier this week with no sports really going on because it's a losing battle when you're going against college college in the NFL. Yeah, football. I don't, I, I don't, I didn't agree with that. I think they should have started that series earlier. I mean, as it was, the Astros, even though they swapped the Yankees, they had like a six day break anyways because it, I, I forget who they swapped. Uh, in the divisional series, so I mean they had a they had a pretty long break in between there. I think Verlander, Verlander didn't pitch for like eight days or something like that. So I, I mean, I just like th- th- that whole starting rotation has a ton of rest. I I, I do agree with you, boys. Though. It's it, it it's not good from a, a viewer standpoint. I think it'll be a short series. I'm with you. I think Astros probably in five. Yeah, but, I don't like to bet. Um... Oh, I'm not I touching like that, it. Merrick. I'm just giving you I my opinion. I think like bet Astros in five, maybe get that. But like, I think if you don't bet on MLB and you want to throw some money, I don't see why it doesn't hurt to throw 150 on the Astros to win $80 at minus 190. You get to watch maybe five games, pay that price. It evens out at the end. Give me the Astros. Dave, you got a contrarian pick on this? Or are you kind of with the the star of the MLB this cycle with the Dodgers out? It's hard to, it's hard to fade the Astros in this scenario, especially like given that the – uh, Phillies, I mean, the Phillies were, weren't even that good all season and they just kind of caught fire here at the end. Hard to fade the Astros, but I mean, it's baseball. I'm not going to bet on it actually this year. I don't think. No, I, I really do hope there's kind of some changes to the MLB playoff system, especially that, um, divisional round. They go back to four out of seven for teams like the Dodgers, but I think you got to think the MLB is rooting for the Astros too. They won what? 108 games this year. They've dominated in the playoffs. You kind of want the better team to win. You don't want a fluky team like last year in the Phillies to get hot at the end. Fluky teams win all the time. Yeah. And American sports, they do unfortunately because the playoff system I think is overrated with baseball, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, boys, any last thoughts? Let's do we're, we're, we're running a little bit long here. It's nine 20, you know, a couple hours before their alarms going off and we're filing it tomorrow. Um, any, any last thoughts for our listeners? Nope, that's it for me. Hopefully, I'll give you guys some winning picks. Uh, this th- my podcasts have definitely not been like last year since I've been back on. It's all right. You get them this weekend. Fastball. Yeah. I just gotta. I gotta get up early and hit this peloton because Blaze said so. Hey, if you want to eat that ice cream, Eric, I yeah. I didn't. I'm not gonna eat the ice cream. I got self disciplined. Did you keep it? You fast. So block? it's just sitting in the fridge in the freezer. Yeah, it's in the freezer. I'm not a <laughs> lunatic. I, why would I waste it? Uh, I love it. Um, I got one last thing. I got one last thing. Someone turns one years old this weekend. Miss Malia. The family reunion. Family reunion. I'll, I won't be there for the party, obviously, because we'll be we'll be here in the Big D. But shout out Malia. First birthday party. Cute. Uh... Oh, shout out to Fitz. Two uh, big playoff IHSA football playoffs are here this week. So uh, let's get down to uh, champagne this year. Did you see if they win the first game, they got to play either Naperville North or Marist, where he's coached at both those schools? Yeah, it's 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 eight A though, and I've I've done a little research. They're not both those teams aren't that good this year. No, I know. I'm just saying, like Fitz is coached at both those schools. Hey, they need storylines. The so. the local high school newspapers need some storylines, Dave. Yeah. They should win the first game. They didn't win their first playoff game last year, so they, it's still been a long time since York has won a playoff game. Well, there's really no excuse to lose this one. None. Go Dukes. And they know Go it. Dukes. All right, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Good luck this weekend. Happy gambling. Catch everybody next week. Peace. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest.
cry.